Welcome to Return to Oz Minute. We're on Movies by Minute podcast, which means we are analyzing this movie, the 1985 movie Return to Oz, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Tierney Steele. I'm your other co-host, Mike Carlucci. And we're joined by... Chris Callahan. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to our first guest of the podcast. Thank we uh, We made ourselves and listeners wait until we reached Oz to have guests. So we're glad you could join us to talk about Minute 25, which starts with Belina asking, How's my grammar? And it ends with Dorothy explaining the deadly desert. And Belina saying, just my luck. <laughs> Sorry, we're all, we're fans of Belina's lines here. She got a, good, a lot of good lines in this minute. Or... This is a great minute, and this is the minute where Dorothy realizes, this must be Oz! And I'd just like to point out, if we're going from Dorothy's uh, point of view, it's actually the Dead Ali Desert. Ooh. Dead Ali. Not deadly. She's, she's doing some emphasizing in this minute that oh and it works i like it <laughs> yeah she's a young actress she sells it it works it and sounds more hostile <laughs> <laughs> was uh the deadly desert mentioned in the movie the the original return uh wizard of oz movie do we know i don't think it's ever mentioned okay so it exists because and actually yeah. in this minute she says like i flew over it in the house last yeah. time I don't remember that. I remember it being that she needed the shoes to get over the deadly desert to come back. Hmm. But I don't know how much of that is in the 1939 film, how much of that is having read the book, so I knew that there was more to Oz than what's in the Judy Garland movie, and how much of it was I also saw this movie at a very young age, so I knew Oz had the deadly desert. Yeah. The, my whole life. Yeah, it's not... Uh, well, in The Wizard of Oz, we do see there's the yellow brick road and then there's uh, alternate paths, right? Because there's like blue bricks and red bricks. I know maybe there's one of, red bricks. Huh. Maybe one of those leads you... Well, I guess it wouldn't really go anywhere. But it just leads you to the desert. Yeah. <laughs> just to the edge. It's a yeah. trap. Um, in the movie, you can see on the spiral, the yellow brick starts and it's inter, uh, not intertwined because it's spiraling. Blah. Um, there is a red brick path as well when she starts out in Munchkinland okay. that we don't follow that goes off in another direction. So I, God, it's been a while since I read The Wizard of Oz though, the actual book. I keep thinking too, when she's in the house heading to Oz and that one, was the house spinning? Yes. Okay. So it she, was in a she, twister. Yeah, it's a thing. So it's very she, dramatic. She might have a great view of the desert, but who knows? Huh. Yeah, I I wouldn't have gotten that from that. I thought she found that out on the way home. Yeah, but... that would make sense. Yeah. Questions. I don't know. Someone at some point must have explained to her, hey, don't go on the desert. <laughs> You'll turn to sand. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I do love, though, because the deadly desert... It surrounds Oz, but it's separating Oz from other kingdoms. Okay. Including, apparently, Earth. But uh, one of the other kingdoms that is separated from Oz by the Deadly Desert is the Land of Ev. And in the book Ozma of Oz, everything that we're about to see happens in the Land of Ev. 
Hmm. Actually, that's an exaggeration, but but not by as much as you would think. She lands in the land of Ev, she has adventures, then she goes to the land of Oz once um, she gets a way to get across the desert. I'm really glad this movie doesn't go into it, because as a kid, I would not have followed that at all. I barely follow it now as an adult. <laughs> I just, like, the, the mythology here is a chicken can talk, we're in Oz, that is the end of our explanation. <laughs> And it works for me. Yeah, uh, um, the, the myth of Oz doesn't, or at least hasn't really gotten the popular acceptance uh, as, you know, something like the Lord of the Rings or, you know, even Harry Potter or the Narnia books. Mm. Uh, most of it's still on, you know, uh, the line in the, in the wardrobe, but for Oz, everything is just the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff, and it gets weird and strange, and wonderful. <laughs> Weirder and stranger than this minute. Um, I love the sound effect when the water disappears completely. <laughs> it's a... And I enjoy these convenient stepping stones that are somehow perfectly placed for her to uh, to see it. But I was saying, I uh, I wish I had taken even more notes when I first was watching this because I just rewatched it. And I love how protective Dorothy is of Belina. Very, very cautious with her. Picking her up and saying, wait! (laughs) I do like the comment, once the water drains out with it, she says, oh, there goes the water. Yep. Very observant. It's interesting that you bring that up. Because in in the script, uh, Belina just says, there it goes, noticing the the, the water. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have her, you know, sarcastic high and dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a lot of Bolina improv hey. or expanded role of Bolina. <laughs> well, I think that could be because this is the fabulous Denise Breyer voicing Bolina. So I had promised we found out Mac Wilson. Sorry. Yep. Mac Wilson had to double check my notes is credited as playing Belina, but the voice is Denise Breyer, who was also in Labyrinth as the junk lady. It's been a really long time since I saw Labyrinth. Um, She is British. She has lots of TV voice credits when you look her up on IMDb. And she was born in 1928 and is still with us. As of this record, I oh god, let me find some wood to knock on. Yes, so. <laughs> okay, okay, we're good. Okay, thank you. Um, I really want to know. I love her line reads. I love the sarcasm. I want to know if they used real chicken noises for like clucking and cackling, or if she's like that good that she could do it. Because like Kenny Baker. Can. Well, some people can't. Like, I mean, you guys heard me pretend to be a chicken before we started recording let's never speak of that again and it wasn't very good but she's a voice actress so i've got to imagine she's got a lot more manipulation going on than i do especially when she says deadly desert and it's kind of like a midworm or piece of whatever it is that belina's eating like she's doing she must be doing the effect too yeah it's sort of like coughing on a branch so she's doing some of them, but some of them legit sound like a real chicken. Maybe it's a mix? I don't know. They brought in Frank Welker to throw in some animal noises. 
He's in every movie. Yeah, where's Frank Volker? <laughs> it's an apprentice of Ben Burtt. And uh, it, it's, it's a, it, Belina's voices are shoes walking through, um, I don't know, something you wouldn't walk through. A box of nails uh, mixed, go mixed with, oh, okay, shoes walking through jello mixed with uh, putting whipped cream on hot chocolate from a can. Hey. <laughs> Works for me. Oh, this is slightly off topic, but we've gotten here organically. I was in the lobby of my office building the other day, and I don't know what combination of noises happened from the, because we have revolving doors, but it wasn't one of those. It didn't look like anyone over there. It's just a cafe coming out of Starbucks. I swear to God, I heard a Star Wars noise. <laughs> it, it wasn't a blaster, but it was, it was one of the other late, like, I just heard it and I like my head whipped around and I was like, that's Star Wars. And, and it wasn't, it was just my normal everyday life. But I love when you like hear a sound out of context. I remember watching the making of Star Wars and showing like how he got all the different metallic things and going out and like tapping the um, connectors that run down to the power line, the metal part. Oh, when you like rubbed it, that was one of the yeah. noises. And so I went and like recreated it myself to hear it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Sound design is fascinating and completely above my head, even when I know how it's done. <laughs> well, that's because you start to feel kind of crazy where I'm like, that sounds like they use a real chicken cackling and then mix it with this person's line reads. But you're right. She's doing some of it. And you start to get in your own head where you're like, but it could be someone doing all the noises, but it could be a mix, but it could be this. And you have no idea. Like it could be anything. This is like, you're right. This could be like a, a monkey noise that they manipulate to sound like a chicken. I don't even know. <laughs> could this be all because of the, uh, the writer and director, Walter Murch? You know, he's a big sound editor guy. So that's all the secrets. True. I, know all I don't the think we've talked about that yet. That this is Walter Murch's directorial debut and finale i well, believe i think he directed an episode of the clone wars oh okay, okay, okay. So, but I think, sorry did think, not mean to disparage oh, no, i think theatrically this was his big big event but yeah he's known for his uh yeah, editing and sound designing so actually uh can you pull up who was the sound designer for this movie because that's got to be a lot of pressure yeah could you imagine being the sound director for walter murch's movie <laughs> Let's see, and it was edited by Leslie Hodgson, but let's see what we find about the, uh, yeah, sound editing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's on IMDb, but I hadn't looked at it for this minute. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. At least I'm less sleepy than, uh, we recorded an episode where I swear I yawned about seven times and I felt awful, but <laughs> these things happen. Um, Through the magic of yeah. editing, you only yawned, like, twice. Right. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're getting there. I'm I'm getting better at this podcasting thing, but it it takes a while. I'm also aware that I talk really fast, which is horrifying. Now that I know that a lot of people listen to podcasts sped up. Oh yeah, I'm just like I don't understand how you're understanding anything I say. 
It's like they had a lot of sound editors on this. They probably had to bring in a big team just to be like, all right. They wanted to share the burden so no one person could be in trouble. <laughs> Who do we got? Let's see. Some of the people listed are we have Bob Allen, production sound, yep. Tim Blackham, sound crew, Jeff Brown, assistant sound editor, Martin Evans, sound editor, Mike Hopkins, sound editor, Ray Marin, assistant sound re-recording mixer, Tony Morris, assistant sound editor, Peter Musgrave, sound editor, Musgrave. Walter, ne- Walter Nelson, assistant sound editor, Bill Rowe, re-recording mixer, Lionel Strutt, assistant sound re-recording mixer, <laughs> Martin Trevis, sound crew, Alan Hurd, sound, uncredited, and Tim Partridge, Dolby, sound consultant, uncredited. So, big, big lineup there. Again, I feel like that is part of the pressure of this is Walter Murch's movie. Yeah. It has to sound amazing. <laughs> so have we done our due diligence of talking about the movie for real? Can I say my, my final note, which Chris can see over my shoulder? Ah, uh, yes. Go for the, it. The chicken sounds like my grandma. <laughs> We're talking about these line readings and the sarcasm and the vaguely 40s-ish accent going on. And it is 100% my mom's mom. And Chris met her and he can vouch that a lot of these lines, and especially like the just my luck and the high and dry, like stuff like that is just going straight to my heart of like, oh, yeah, that's. And she's probably the person who introduced me to this movie, which feels very appropriate. But, yeah, this is exactly, like, the way she used to talk. (laughs) Makes me so happy. (laughs) I'd like to think I would like Belina anyway. Yeah, definitely so far. Very positive, because I know very little about Belina. I've heard bits and pieces about what to expect from this chicken. And so far she's living up to it. a good name for uh various wi-fi connections (laughs) she does more than that indeed if if we're going to be a little bit off topic uh the script let's be a little on topic but (laughs) hey uh, good transition the script talks about uh, uh when dorothy has the realization that it's the deadly desert she looks down at the seemingly innocent sand and then a little ways after that uh, Dorothy says if you touch the sand you turn to dust last time I had to fly over it so we get a little of a little of an Anakin Skywalker vibe here oh yeah it's seemingly innocent sand you know no sand coarse and rough and gets everywhere (laughs) yeah uh, interesting that originally she said, if you touch the sand, you turn to dust. And then they just sort of simplified that and said, yeah, you turn to sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No ashes to ashes here. No, I, and she specifies any living thing that touches it will turn to sand. Hmm. Which if we want to get really creepy, does that mean... Well, no, because she's wearing shoes, so it must just be, like, on her. I was going to yes. try and figure out if this was a body decomposing, but then the clothes are still there situation, but it can't be, because otherwise everyone would just wear shoes and cross it willy-nilly. Um, but 
she makes such a point of saying that. And I feel like, especially since this is Oz, where things are alive that you wouldn't expect to be alive. And I have a feeling we're going to get a little bit into the is it sentient argument that Harry Potter Minute has enjoyed before. Mm. Uh, I just thought it was a, a... The fact that she specifies, and the fact that it isn't specifies in the script surprises me. But that seems like a minor enough change that I would believe... That's just something that changed between the script we have and the day they were shooting, the pages they were looking at. Yeah, it's still a nice little, nice little simplification. Yeah. Because otherwise the desert would eventually just be filled with dust, right? If you kept putting yeah. living things in. Would oh, the dust just... have the same powers as the sand? The dust isn't alive. Does the dust, you know... You have to ask all these questions. Does this mean that the desert started out small and has grown? Yeah, like if you die on the edge of the desert, do you create more desert? Ew, is this desert all just dead people? No. Let's figure that out. There's probably some livestock that's wandered in. Speaking of wandering livestock, side note, I heard that it was earlier today or yesterday in New Hampshire, a herd of buffalo got loose what were buffalo doing in new hampshire i think they were being raised somewhere then they got them back though so i think everyone's all right so you never know well they had a fun adventure that's the thing they have something to, to tell people oh boy this was such a happy minute and now there's buffalo running loose and i'm worried about them getting onto this desert oh who knows what else happened but yes, I, you know what though? It's just reminding me of Dorothy's little protective grab. And then she like kind of pets her a little bit to be like, it's okay. So. Just like when you help your grandmother cross the street. Yes. Sort of. She wasn't a cuddly. Uh, no. <laughs> she wasn't a cuddly grandma, but she was a fun grandma is the way <laughs> I always put it. Um, I think the fact that I'm comparing her to Belina's voice mannerisms is going to say a lot. Yeah, it's this is this is a good minute and it does a very good job, like you said, of simplifying some really complex things. Cause like I said, the book involves multiple kingdoms and a royal family and the back and forth and all this stuff and the deadly desert does th yeah, and it's just one sentence here, one sentence there, and now we're moving. Off we go. On these convenient stepping stones. I can't wait till we get to the stones. <laughs> well, we're we're on our way. She takes Belina off the edge of the coop crate raft, so that controversy will be left behind. And we're gonna make our way to Oz. Officially, I guess we haven't set we have not set foot in Oz yet, but We've, we've seen it, and now we're getting closer. So if you want to find out more about chicken coops, or <laughs> is dust really sand, you can go to our Listener Society. Return to Oz Minute Flying Sofa. Maybe the listeners flying sofa, because listeners sit on sofas. Hey, I'm sitting on a sofa. 
Sometimes podcasters sit on sofa. Well, but I'm also a member of the flying. Yeah. So all, all right. Never mind. It's all coming together. Checks out. Um, also, don't make us promise to do research. <laughs> <laughs> but if you happen to know these things off the top of your head, yes, please come share them on our Facebook group. It is a closed group, but that's, you know, to keep the riffraff out. It's it's be a person asked to join. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we also have just a general Facebook page where we post updates for the show, and we do the same on our Twitter, at OzMinute, and, uh, we, bleh, sorry, and we have the website, returntoozminute.com, also known as... Weogtiogpiog.com. No, I just, I wanted to give a quick plug, because we've mentioned a couple other Movies by Minutes podcasts this week. And I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows it's moviesbyminutes.com has a listing of all the podcasts they're doing, the same thing we're doing for other movies. So there's a couple different like production companies involved. That's the catch-all where you can find everything that's being released or that has been completed. I'm sorry, I ruined your nice transition. I just really wanted to give a shout out because if it weren't for Star Wars Minute and all the other Movies by Minutes podcasts, I would not be sitting on the sofa talking into a microphone with you guys. <laughs> and new minutes are being added literally all the time. <laughs> Almost every day. I don't think we're quite to that saturation yet. Not, not quite, but at least, at least once a week, a new, a new, uh, a new minute gets going. No. Yep. It's all so. different people. No. Uh, Lots of people are bringing, are uh, really jumping on this new movie trend. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Well, again, now that I've destroyed our beautiful transition from weogtiogpiog.com to our closeout. Weog? <laughs> it's been a long time since we did that, though. Oh, we did, we did. We got one of the words together, so that's that's a feat. <laughs> and perfectly together. Like, we never get it that well together. Oh, all right. Why don't you go first, sir? Weog. Teog. Peog. I think that one might have worked.